Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. You've got the questions. We've got the answers. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Best intro ever. Sign it, dot it, cash the check. That's a gooder. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This is America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by Diesel Power Products and Ben and Tyler sitting at the table because that's us. Yeah. And we're doing what we're doing. So that's who we are. You're listening to us. You've made a good choice. Uh, hopefully you're not listening to this first thing in the morning because I would not want to listen to me talk about this kind of stuff first yeah, thing in the morning. No. This is more of like an afternoon, maybe a beer. Afternoon, yeah, for sure. Driving. Like, Post lunch. Don't, don't give us that much attention. Yeah. But still listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I said before, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all your normal podcast mediums or medias, whatever you listen to there. Also on YouTube, uh, we do film these and put them out weekly. Uh, new episodes every Thursday on all those platforms as well. Uh, if you have any questions or want to leave comments, YouTube is the best place to find it. Just search America's Diesel Podcast. We will pop right up. You can find the episode and leave a question on there. I answer those. I'd say I've been fairly freaking good on those right now. I'd say I'm at least two or three times a week answering questions on there. Yeah. So I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Tyler, hit them. Yeah, well, if you leave a five-star review on any of those platforms, uh, screenshot that bad boy, send it to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com uh, with your yeah f- five-star review only. I, wow, this has been the worst one I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, screenshot you're usually that, really I know, good. I'm usually really good. Uh, screenshot that bad boy, send it to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and address that we could send a sticker to that looks just like the logo on my cup, your cup, and his T-shirt. All right. Q&A. Q&A number three. Um, yeah. Before we get into the questions, if you have a question that you want us to answer, make sure that you shoot us a uh, an email. I mean, or honestly, some of the questions that go on the YouTube channel, um, I let people know, hey, I'm going to answer this one in the next episode. Like, tune in there. Yeah. But if you have questions, uh, honestly, truck-related is probably best, but not truck-related, still down to answer. Yeah. I mean... I'll let you know what kind of peanut butter I really enjoy. <laughs> we, or we what, are, what wine not to drink or drink. <laughs> Um. We are just uh, two <laughs> just red-blooded, hairy American winning machines, all right? All we know how to do is talk about diesel trucks, drink beer, and fucking win, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, that being said, uh, yeah, if you have questions, send them to Tyler at dieselbotproducts.com, and yeah. he will make sure that they get on the list to talk about. And without further ado, here we go. Let's go, baby. All right. So, the, the, the first question we're going to go through here is actually the last question, the last question on my list here, but... We were going to do an episode on Q&A, and then we tried to fire up our electronics, our boards, 
or switches, and we had an issue with one of our cards that wouldn't mm-hmm. format or some whatever. I don't speak technical mumbo jumbo, so it's for the whatever. Nerds. All right, it's for the nerds. Okay, so <laughs> Michael Person, Pier- Pearson, Pearson, sorry, mm-hmm. um, he sent in a question about EFR turbos. Mm-hmm. Um, he, there's a lot here. I'm gonna kind of because I already kind of answered it part way and I mm-hmm. told him we would answer it on the next episode. Then that happened. So anyways, right. he's talking about EFR turbos and he's going on Borg Warner's website using the Matchbot. Okay. Okay. Which is a, a, like an online calculator. Basically you can plug some numbers in and it'll kind of tell you what turbo would fit, you know, the, the engine that you're working with, you know, depending on, on some things, which the Matchbot in itself is, is a, a cause one of the questions is, have you, you know, have you guys used the Matchbot for turbos? Yeah, absolutely. That, that sort of calculator has kind of uh, been around for a while, I guess, for turbos. That's pretty mm-hmm. much how, you know, what guys use when they're, like, manufacturers such as, like, BD or industrial or whoever, when they're trying to decide what size of turbo they're going to build for a certain application. That's essentially what they're using is that is that same sort of, um, you know, calculator. Obviously, this one is specific to the EFR turbos. Um, and I know you got a lot of, like, little questions in here. I'm going to answer them all with one simple answer i love (laughs) efr turbos are cool for gas engine vehicles okay there's a lot of features on those turbos that are specific to a gas engine that you do not end up using that you pay for but you're just going to delete borg warner specifically came out with the sxe turbos for guys like you michael for diesel trucks okay Mm -hmm. because an sxe turbo is essentially essentially the same as an efr just without the the additional items like the uh the the built-in blow-off valve um mm-hmm. or the uh the um <laughs> shaft speed sensor shaft well it still have a, a provision for the shaft speed shaft speed sensor it does, it's not water cooled mm-hmm. um so they're, they're just a little they're just more simpler and they're designed specifically for diesels because on a diesel you're not going to use that blow-off valve you're going to also the wastegates all the wastegates on these turbos again, are designed for gas engines. So you have to get the appropriate high boost canister for your application. There's a, there's a lot of adjustment that needs to be done as far as with the preload with that. Mm-hmm. If you want to play with it and, and, and try to use one of those turbos, you certainly can. But honestly, that is exactly why SXEs were built yeah. for guys like you. Um, so he were, you were looking at like an 8474. Uh, that's probably... I have to look up the exact size on there because Borg Warner sizes right, are a little right. off. I think it's around going to be around like a 64 millimeter. So if you did like an SXE 64, um, th- that'd be a great charger to put on that truck. Um, and it's going to be very similar. I'm fairly certain to that 8474. I, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking Tells me what kind of compressor wheel it is, but not the size. Uh, come on, don't fail me now. Sixty-eight millimeter mm. inducer. So, like a sixty-six or a sixty-nine SXE. Yeah, I would say between which one of those depends on how you want the truck to work and what injectors you're using. Does he say what fuel he's running? Uh, Assuming it's a Cummins. It's a, it's actually a second gen, so I'd really okay. recommend an SXE on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, if I if it's a second gen, I'm going to go ahead and take a, gan- a guess here. He's probably running either probably a hundred, 150 horse injector. He says he's around 400, 450 horsepower. So yeah, he'd have to be okay. around about a hundred horsepower yeah. sticks on that. The difference between a 66 and a 69. If you want that thing to be punchy down low, um, get a 66. If you're trying to make it a party truck, 69. Yeah. So I hope that answers it. Um, like I said, we can we can get more into the specifics of EFRs, but again, I think it's going to cause you more headaches in the long run just in setup uh, versus just throwing an SS, SXE on there and calling it a day and having a good running truck. I mean, the SXEs are proven on those trucks; they work yeah. awesome. Yeah, the, the we really should have an episode on EFRs, but I feel like I could sum it up with pretty much what you did just there is like we messed around with EFRs. Yeah, we tr- like I don't want to say we tried. Because that means that, like, we accepted failure, but we pretty much decided, you know what? 
you know, we gave it a shot. Like we yeah. have, we have a whole bunch of EFRs hanging around here that we will never be able to sell and never be able to use because they were all tried, and we just we we could never quite get it to do exactly what we wanted it to do. And that was right before the SXEs came out. Yep. And so we were like, okay, we really need to nail this down. We need to figure like we want to be the guys that are on the forefront of what's going to make EFRs work on these trucks. Yeah. And then the SXEs came out, and we're like, <laughs> don't need them anymore. <laughs> the SXEs did it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it. it and again, this is going to save you save you money. I mean, we're talking about putting a turbo kit together with an with a EFR with everything that you need. First of all, the turbo itself is is like probably I think it's about a thousand dollars more for just the turbo. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an EFR less than grand. like nineteen hundred bucks. <laughs> and that's like nothing that. else, and that doesn't account for you're going to need because they don't have like HX forty housings on the on the exhaust housing, so you got to. Uh, you got to, you know, address that. There's there's other things where you could just get an SXE with an HX40 outlet and bingo, bango, you're good to go. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer on that one. I have one more thing to say on that. Go for it. For those of you that are thinking about EFRs and whatnot, take a step back and look at what the big dogs are running. Yeah. Do the, <laughs> do the big manufacturers, BD, ATS, the guys that calibrated power, like people that are making lots of turbos for these trucks, do you think, or especially making turbos that are essentially an SXE style platform, do you think they would have gone to an EFR if it was advantageous for them? Look at the guys at, at uh, Ultimate Call Challenge. How many of them are running EFRs? Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's building a drag truck, but are they running EFRs? No. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the gas industry, all those cars, tuner cars, Subarus, the other kinds, Hondas, <laughs> all those EFRs. guys are on EFRs because the, they can actually use. Uh, it, it's more of a direct drop-in for some of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. Sxe, moving on. Sexy, that's what we call sexy, baby. Sexy. All right, moving on. We've got um, a local guy sending a question. Alex Berge from Deer Park Diesel. Dude, I was just talking to one Woo! of you guys today, like quite literally a couple hours ago. Yeah, he's got uh, Yeah, local shout out here if you're in Spokane yeah. or the Pacific Northwest area. Deer Park Diesel up in Deer Park. They are doing big things. Their shop is immaculate. I think they're actually getting ready to, I want to say expand, but they are, they, yeah. they have been doing things right and it shows. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. They sent in a question. So Alex's question, um, what's your thoughts on high horsepower daily driver trucks? 800 plus i daily a thousand horsepower truck low smoke thanks to a set of dynamite diesel injectors lenny woohoo is it practical or impractical in your guys's minds okay alex i'm gonna because i follow you on instagram i've seen that truck broken a whole bunch just saying <laughs> <laughs> not not your fault yeah. you know what i mean like it's just okay so i uh and then i also think of uh tyler kip at industrial he, mm-hmm. his tow mega has got a set of compounds on it and he's i think he's like the 850 range right now something like that um i've seen his truck broken yeah you know and, and thing things that break that like transfer case blew up yeah well okay. here's <laughs> the thing with a with a truck at that horsepower level can you do it yeah absolutely you can drive it every single day and have a wicked wicked street truck mm-hmm. um i do think it's more on the impractical side for sure um i never like to um I guess detune things. Like if you have mm-hmm. a truck that's a thousand horsepower truck, but you're putting in a tune that's like trying to detune. It's just you're making everything run at its not efficiently, I guess, not in its yeah. its happy zone, right? Um, and again, the braking things always sucks. Uh, and, and and one of those things too, when you have an eight hundred horsepower plus truck, you think you're really gonna drive it like your grandma? No, you're gonna, hell no, man. You're gonna party in that guilty truck. as yeah. charged. Like I am. Yeah. I paid for a thousand. I'm using a thousand. Yeah, okay. I'm using all of it. Yeah, and that um, and that I, I, that was not a dig on you, Alex. Like, yeah, I, I know that you you know, guys that are in Alex's shoes or Tyler's or sure Kip's work shoes, for a shop that yeah. very in tune with what's going on in their truck. Like, I can understand them um, having a truck that's like a close to a four digit truck daily driving it. Yeah. For most other people out there, no, like it's unless you're as knowledgeable or as sunk into the industry as those guys are. You are more than likely 
the the term that comes to mind is just pay to play. You yeah. are going to have to pay someone else to to do a lot of stuff in that vehicle, and it may end up causing more headache than it's worth. Yeah, and, and if you you know you got a truck that is that horsepower level, I mean, you spend a lot of money on getting that truck there. I mean, those are and those are some high end parts mm-hmm. again that cost a lot of money. So to me, I wouldn't want to be putting just like street highway daily driving to work miles on my you know four thousand dollar set of injectors. <laughs> yeah, you know that's designed for just punching freaking dinos in the face or sled poles or whatever drag strips exactly. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I not that just driving on them is going to make something fail i don't want anybody to think that it's just you know think long term here mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want it to last everybody wants everything to last as long as possible again once you start having a truck that's detuned for the street that you're just driving around normally you're just stacking up miles and wearing things out prematurely that you might not have you know needed to do <laughs> yeah so, i think the it, oh go ahead yeah, the answer to that is uh and we've mentioned it before a bunch of times but the uh like the five five fifty six six fifty maybe like if if the truck is dialed all the way up touching seven on a dyno but basically building a truck that's able to hover around that 550 to 650 mark that, that is yeah. your kind of like that's bread the butter, and butter. Yeah. like you can you can have a truck sitting at that horsepower where if you don't respect it and don't keep up with maintenance, you will break a lot of shit. Yeah. But if you are in tune with it and you are diligent with your maintenance and you understand what you have, you can have a truck that lives quite a long time and does really well for yeah. daily activities. Yeah. So is it is it practical or impractical? I'm going to lean more towards the impractical side. I personally would try to steer away from daily driving something like that. Mm-hmm. And have you know have something, but you know, hey, teach your own Alex freaking party, bud. Yeah, and party. that and that it's, it's obviously it's it's who you are. So yeah. I mean, like Alex, I know that you build stuff. I know that you like to go fast. Yeah, you're never going to be that guy that's like the the day that you have a 600 horsepower daily driver, just and you want to stay at 600 horsepower, you are many years away from that, my friend. Yeah, oh, and I know that yeah. because I'm pretty sure I'm older than you, and I'm many years away from that right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, and could you like? For a guy like Alex, who knows, like you said, who's in tune with the truck and knows things, it's that's a, a kind of a different situation than, let's say, Alex sells the truck to a guy that was just looking for a Cummins, yeah. right? That's I, kinda, need, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like stock. It's my first diesel. What do you think, that's, buddy? Like, that's just going to go tow with this thing, and he's got no idea, that, you know, what's in it. I mean. He's going to start breaking parts because he's going to drive it like a normal – or I have got all this power. I'm going to use it. I'm going to pull <laughs> this thing like a, like I'm doing a sled pull. Like, Can you imagine the disappointment of someone who buys a 1,000-horsepower daily driver, ends up breaking it, and is like, well, I guess I should just start fresh with something else, yeah. and buys like the same truck but with basics on it, and is like – what is this shit? <laughs> All I'm picturing, what is this yeah. 500 horsepower piece of garbage? <laughs> All I'm picturing is like a guy that like buys that truck, right? Has no idea. Like maybe knows about trucks, but not anything like high horsepower, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's got two turbos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh my God. This is going to be great for towing. And he goes <laughs> and he hooks up like his freaking 40 foot fifth wheel to go camping. <laughs> and you just see him like you're up next to him at the light. And you just see him like roasting the <laughs> shit out of the back tire. <laughs> every light. <laughs> just freaking just taking her to town that's the guy that's gonna run into the problems not the guy that's in tune with the truck just so we're clear anyways the next question here um, sorry just got that no, I, know. I know just, I, just some old guy just roasting the tires hear, off at a light <laughs> seriously <laughs> it's just it's um, just a diesel pickup babe yeah just a truck it's got a lot of power alright so his second question this is probably gonna make a uh, been a little upset um this is also thoughts for ben <laughs> seven three excursion keep the seven three or six seven come and swap which would you prefer this, the seven three does great uh but uh but be able to keep the reliability by quieting down the engine and adding more power hint hint we might be doing one soon i think it's cool i think it'd be i mean i Here's the thing. I love 7.3s, okay? We all know that. Mm-hmm. I'm a Ford guy through and through, but I also have respect for engine platforms that are just badass. Yeah. A 6.7 Cummins is a badass power plant. Yeah. You can – I don't know if I've ever been a 6 – driven a 6.7 Cummins that didn't make me happy. Right. You know, they, they even in stock form, I, I think they, they do a good job. They make a lot of power. And putting that in an excursion – that excursion is going to freaking move. 
especially if you're used to a 7-3, even with basics done. You yeah. put uh, a 6-7 Cummins in there with a small set of injectors and a small turbo, just upgrade over stock, get that in that happy zone, like a, a 450, 550 horse, 6-7 that's just built to work in that excursion. That thing's going to just be a dream machine. Yeah, but here's the thing. like He said, like, he said keep reliability. So... I think you can absolutely keep reliability by doing either one. It's I, I know. You, that's man. what I was going to say. I mean, a 7.3, <laughs> I've seen him last a very, 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 very long time. Like, I, you know, I, think it, I would it, say they're reliable, like pretty yeah. damn reliable. As my, my next question would be, how much money you got? Yeah. You know, and, right. and what's your time frame? Like, what, what's your – is the – if the goal is like – okay, I got to put my, like, you know, life budgeting hat back on real yeah. quick here. I mean, if the goal is to have a vehicle that moves the family, doesn't have to go fast, needs to get decent mileage, um, and just, like, stress-free, and the 7.3 needs work done, why not just throw another 7.3 in there? Yeah. And and you and I have even talked about this when it comes time for me to do this between my, my blue truck and the excursion. Yeah. 7.3 blocks are a dime cheap. a dozen. They're cheap. They're not hard to build. It's a very rudimentary, <clears throat> simple engine. Yeah. And you could probably, for the, for the time and money that it would take you to put a 6.7 in there properly. Uh, we're talking gauges working. We're talking yes. lo- doesn't look like, you know, Joe Blow did it in his backyard. No toggle like, switches to, yeah, to, to make turn. random <laughs> stuff work. You know, not, no, no, uh, you know, data link where on the dashboard where the cluster is supposed to be like yeah, actual turnkey right. proper like dcs those guys doing something yep. really really proper on there the time and money that it would take you to do that and i'm not saying don't do that but the time and money that it would take you to do that you would probably still be ahead building a 7.3 either paying someone to do it or doing it yourself with some mild power modifications get that thing up to four 450 and It'll still live a happy life, especially if you're building it fresh. You can do it on your own. Do the head studs. Yeah. Do a girdle in there. Yeah. I mean, the, I've been looking for seven three blocks and basically like a long block, and they're like less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. Go find a six seven for less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. It, like, my not big, gonna happen. Yeah. And my biggest thing with them too, with any Cummins swap, <laughs> I hate popping the hood and just seeing like random wires and seeing yeah. things that are kind of cobbled together like if you're gonna do it do it and do it clean yeah otherwise i would say rebuild a 7.3 and make that 7.3 mint like yeah. mint you pop the hood and it looks like a brand new truck under there mm. i clean honestly, valley painted block oh, oh yeah. gosh i think a, i think a clean 7.3 versus a not so clean cummins conversion in an mm-hmm. excursion would get more looks versus versus the Cummins conversion. Oh yeah. Like a just a minty fresh freaking 73 just And in there's there. there's a lot of folks out there especially if you're buying 73s now. Um luckily I've had the privilege of of having two I've had four 73s I just realized that. <laughs> but uh, uh having two fairly low mileage 73s. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that all the only 73s they know are like 200k plus. When you get a 7.3 that's around 100,000 miles or something like that, or even relatively low mileage, like they are a very turnkey, happy, smooth engine. Yeah. Like it's. And I honestly yeah. feel too, like if this is something that I don't know if, you know, if since you guys are doing one soon, if this is like something that you guys are going to sell, I, you know, who knows? But I, I feel too, a clean 7.3 excursion is you can get more money and easier to sell versus a Cummins conversion. 100%. 100%. I know it's kind of like seems backwards because everybody's like, oh, Cummins, 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 an excursion. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. I get it. But I've seen prices on clean 7.3 excursions that are through the freaking roof. Yeah. So I it and I every Cummins conversion truck that I've seen like in, a, in, a, in that generation of Ford – is usually hanging around like the twenty, twenty-two thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's clean, obviously you'll get more. But a clean seven three I've seen those things as high as thirty thousand dollars for a clean seven three. Yeah. And people go crazy over them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, up to you. I don't know what the, the goals are with that truck, if it's a customer's rig you're doing or if it's something you guys just want to throw together. 
I, you know, I'd kind of, I, I'd, that's how I'd weigh it out. I mean, if it's a, obviously if it's a customer that wants it done, then do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if and, it's something that you guys are just doing in house that you guys are gonna like flip, I'd maybe just rebuild a seven three mm-hmm. and get it clean, minty. And we didn't even mention transmission. Yeah, like you, it, it's just that's a whole new level there. So if you're if you're not a shop and you're trying to do it yourself, and you want to uh, reduce the amount of stress where you can on something like this, just do a seven three. Yeah, there, there's no like, well, I got to splice this plug into this, and I got to do this into this, and I got to make this work with this. It's like you're putting back in what came out. Yeah, it was supposed to be there. Yeah, <laughs> it wants to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So. Um, I hope that answers that. If you have any further questions on that, um, let us know. We Great questions, Alex. His last one. Lastly, any plans on putting on any events in the future? Maybe even a combined with another shop or two? I know of one that might be in. <laughs> plans. Um, nothing that we have set in stone. Um, no. You know, we, we're, we're kind of, we're working on some stuff right now that we can't really, we're not going to talk about yet, but it's, it's uh, some cool stuff in the works. Who knows what will stem from that? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nothing, nothing. You know, what are your plans? What do you want to do? That's <laughs> all, <laughs> dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's plans for events. Um, I mean, it is currently on the day we're recording this. It's you know, February seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Apparently, twenty twenty times two. Yeah, or extend <laughs> part two. Um, so, I mean, whatever the future holds, I mean, we're definitely trying to keep that in mind. Um, I do know that as far as like the future of this podcast, what me and Tyler are trying to do, we, excuse me, we do want to try and make it to some events and yeah, we've got, we've got some high hopes for some events that we want to get involved with, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's all, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. I know we keep alluding to that a couple of times here, but, uh, we do have plans. We have plans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have an idea, shoot it over to us. I mean, we're always, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll listen and. If it's a good idea, we might make something happen for you. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So this is the last question that I have, and I think you have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a good question, I, I think. It's, a, it's okay. a simple question, but I think it's a good one. All right. Um, this is from Rob, uh, Rob Slater. He says, thanks for a great show. That's You're a welcome, good name. Rob. That's yeah, a good, Slater. Good, good name, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. He asks, do you have any advice for a newer truck that doesn't get a lot of use? It's a 2020 Duramax that mostly sits in the driveway till the weekend. Also, what do you think about adding a plow for personal use? I could really, could I, uh, can it really damage the truck, Rob? Okay. Those are good questions. That's, those are good questions that, shit, some people probably just don't even think about. Yeah. That's it. Okay, let's let's break this thing down. Let's start off. I'm going to go with, let's start off with the plow thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. I want to start off with the plow thing. I know exactly what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> can it damage things? Yes. Okay. You're adding a thing you're going to push <laughs> that you're going to push other things with <laughs> on an independent front suspension on an truck. independent front suspension truck so um you know i would imagine for personal use you're probably just doing your driveway maybe you got a long driveway is it really going to damage things that much well i don't know how's your driveway is it gravel <laughs> yeah. gonna, i mean that, that's a tough one obviously in adding any sort of stress to the front especially like a plow um c- can prematurely wear out parts oh, totally. I, I i would just uh if you're going to do it, it it's totally fine. It's not going to like bend your frame or like cause any damage that can't be, um, you know, it can't be fixed. It, mostly it's probably going to wear out just like center link, uh, you know, tie rods. You might even break a tie rod. I mean, um, you know, things of that nature in the front end. Um, I can answer that totally. Wait, go for it. Hey, Ben, would you ever buy a truck that a plow on the front? No. <laughs> <laughs> true no, just I, straight up no no i i i i hear that you know but yeah you know, maybe get a four-wheeler <laughs> with a plow yeah, the the, <laughs> the other things that go along with having a plow on the front and keep in mind like when i was younger man this is way before i even met my wife but like maybe some of my like real old friends could attest to this like i i, I knew i always wanted to move somewhere where it snowed yeah. And part of like the the drunken reason to move somewhere where it snowed a lot is like so it gives me an excuse to have a big ass truck with a plow on it so I can get to work like yeah. that, you know, Mr. Plow <laughs> that's my name that name these again. guys from California I think they're gonna just <laughs> daily know. drive their plow truck and that's what's gonna get them to work yeah right okay <laughs> right, yeah but so like whenever I priced out new trucks and like and when I went to a dealership to maybe look at a new truck I always did the plow package I always did that on yeah. it like that's what I wanted there just in case I had to have a plow. <laughs> 
Now. I can imagine you going down division, just plowing. <laughs> <laughs> the cars in the other lane are like, what the hell is this guy doing? With a sign that says not for hire. <laughs> yeah, he's just plowing. <laughs> just private. I'm just trying to make my way to work. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's not how it works. We like have city plow trucks yeah. that plow the roads. That's <laughs> illegal, but hey, yeah. dude, I'm just trying to make my way downtown. Okay, <laughs> driving fast. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but it's the... So plowing puts stress on it, but it's also the other stuff you do while the plow's on and you're not plowing. Like when you're driving and you go over bumps and you have all this weight slung over the front of the truck, like next time you see a truck with a plow on it, just watch it drive. Does it look like the truck is happy? Yeah. (laughs) It probably doesn't. So if if you do have a – the only way I would recommend someone get a – put a plow on a fairly new truck is if you're a plow guy. Yeah. Same thing like with with, with a hotshot guy. Yeah, it's like your work truck. Maybe yeah. you do a landscaping like that. That exactly. that is cool. That's fine. Here's what you do, okay? Because I've looked into this before. Because me and my wife, we were looking at houses like out in the sticks where I would have needed something to plow something with. You know, mm-hmm. for the amount of money you're going to spend on a plow for that 2020 Duramax, you could go on Craigslist, search plow truck, and pull up a. 80s Chevy Ford whatever that has a plow on it for probably less than the price of a new plow and then just have yourself a plow truck that you can just beat the hell out of not worry about it it's there for one reason that's a plow and then maybe when there's not snow you can use it for you know other you know around the house yard truck yard truck whatever but I I promise you you can find like when I I was looking, we were looking for a plow truck for a little while because we were looking at a house and then Cass's, my wife's mom was looking for, mm-hmm. uh, she was looking, actually almost bought a house that she's like, I, I'm going to need something to plow with. I'm like, Psh. I sent her a link to a plow truck was like 3,500 bucks and it was like a clean truck with mm-hmm. a nice plow on it. And I was like, that's, that's what you do. Honestly, I, I would hate to see you throw a plow on your nice 2020 L5P and start damaging stuff and have yeah. to have to work on it. Uh, you know that's that's not cool. So especially if you're only driving. Okay, let's get to the weekend part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the truck sits and it's pretty much just like a weekend fun truck, you're keeping it minty, man. You're keeping it minty. Like ha- have fun with it. You know, maybe you know instead of thinking of taking that money and putting it into the plow, you know, save the funds up, get the plow truck, and then the money, you know, your play money at that point becomes okay. You know, maybe I'll do some tuning on this truck. Yeah. Maybe I'll you know. You know, get some suspension done on it. Yeah, and keep it nice. You know, because at that point, if it's if you're not racking up a lot of miles on it, and I don't think new trucks are investments. Okay, like I don't think you should buy them because they appreciate. Yeah. But if you're wanting to keep it nice, so that if you sell it, you can get top dollar. There you go. Yeah. Like. That, yeah, yeah. And, and as far as having the truck sit, that's not a that's not really a problem. The pro where the problem lies is when you do have a truck that sits for a while and you drive it five minutes to the grocery store, park it, do your shopping, drive it five minutes back, park it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you take it out, just make sure you take it out for a a, a drive. I mean, make sure a full, just because we've got, we've got emission systems that are relying on heat and time for it to clean the filters out because what you don't want to have happen. And honestly, this isn't really something that I've really heard a lot of on these newer trucks. I mean, this is more prevalent on the earlier trucks with mm-hmm. the, the earlier emission systems, but I'm sure they're way more efficient, but it's all the same idea. I mean, the, those filters rely on const- like like a, a long-term drive to get that exhaust to temperature, to burn off those contaminants that build up in the exhaust uh, and to keep that system clean. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. You're not going to have any issues with the fuel system or anything like that from it just sitting. Uh, I mean, unless it's sitting for years and years and years or something mm-hmm. like that. But if it's just sitting during the week and you're driving it on the weekend, just make sure you drive it more than five miles. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. uh, you know, keep, you know, just don't let it sit for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on end and then drive it, um, you know, a short amount of time. That, that's really, I mean, that's really the only thing that uh, recommendation on that. There's nothing wrong with having it set and you just driving it on the weekend. That's, that, that's cool. Honestly, if, 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 you know, I had a, uh, if I had a 2020, I'd be driving my Honda every day during the week yeah. and you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, Ooh. there's nothing wrong with that. There's sure, nothing uh, wrong with that. Okay. Maybe unpopular opinion. Okay. Totally. Like, cause I, I don't know why you got the 2020 L5P in the first place. And I'm not saying that as, as a mean thing, but like if it barely gets driven, and you have it, but you're thinking about a plow truck too. It sounds like the truck basically gets used for your your nice minty drive or whatever. 
but it also sounds like you probably have some more, some sort of other daily driver that fits. Your oh yeah. Needs. Like have, you don't yeah. have to have the truck. Like, yeah. So what's, what's that rig? What's, what's that one, Rob? <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it sounds like you just, you have it cause you want it, which is fine. I get that. Totally get it. But like, if it's not like you don't necessarily need it because you have a fifth wheel that you tow, at least we don't know by this message. Yeah. So I'm assuming you don't, if you don't, then hear me out on this one. If you still got good money into the L5P and get good money for it, why don't you get out of the L5P, get yourself into a little bit older diesel you pay cash for, put a plow on that thing, and have a good effect. Just, that's, oh man, I almost, that's, I almost, that's, that's rude. I almost put a whole bunch of like <laughs> bad words in there because yeah. I was excited because I started thinking about like, get yourself a new truck that you can pay off real quick, put a plow on there, do some suspension on there, and have something that you can dick around with and have a good time. And you got your diesel plow truck. There you go. I don't. I don't think Rob's going to go for that. He probably won't, but you know, it, it's. And I'm not telling you to, to do. Not telling you how to live your life. Live your life, but like it, trying to take a step back and look at like why is there? Like, I mean, if it is going to sit this whole time, why? Well, yeah, why? Well, yeah. Or like I said, if you're looking at buying a new plow, just just run us. I don't know how big your driveway is. If you've got like a giant driveway, like that's like a mile long, and you need a truck, then look for a plow truck. If not, look for like a four wheeler with a plow. Or you know, yeah. or something, something along those lines. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would not put a plow on that truck. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Unless it was like, if you owned a, like I said, a landscaping company or a construction company or something that you're already using it for work, but it doesn't sound like you are. It'd be a totally different situation. But for that, keep that thing nice and fresh in your nice garage. Buy yourself a clapped out four wheel drive with a plow on it and call it a day. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question is uh, from a YouTube comment uh, from William Birch. He's getting me barley juice a little bubbly right now. <clears throat> he says, William, isn't Bob the shirt for William? What is it? Yeah, William. Bob, Rob? Bob? Bob? Is Bob, it? Bobby. I don't know how they get that, Bob. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know how they get Dick out of Robert, so I mean, or Richard. Yeah. Yeah, how Richard, does that? Richard, Dick. I don't know either. Like Tyler? Ty. Or uh, William? Gonzalez. No. <laughs> or, or what's the, uh, like, Butch and Al? Apparently, I didn't had no idea that was Those are two combo. names that go together. Wow, what the hell? I don't know either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Side note. Um, so he's got a 2017 Ram 3500 four-wheel drive, and he's wanting to get a tuner for it. Uh, he likes the EasyLink platform, but whose tunes to get? He's like, I know there's PPEI and several others. What do we suggest that you go with? Calibrated power. Wow. <laughs> Hey, Corey, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> okay, so here, here's my rendition of, you know, what tuner to go with. And this is not because I'm trying to be nice to all the tuners that we sell. I am going to say we don't sell shitty tuning, okay? Where you're going to bite yourself in the rear is shitty tuning. Yeah. If you find tuning that the pricing seems like too good to be true or you've never heard of them or you have to really search to find out who they are, that tuning is not for you. Getting into a high-quality emissions intact tuning company like Calibrated Power or PPEI, and if you're going to make me split hairs between the two, and this is I love my boys at PPEI, but here's what I'm going to say. With the emissions intact tuning, I know they're doing a lot of work, but there is something to be said about people that have been doing it longer. Yeah. Um, I, do I think that PPEI is like they're not far off of, in my opinion, the quality of emissions and tack tuning uh, as calibrated power? Yeah, like I, I think calibrated power. I know that they're, they go; those guys work hard. They've been in there, but you know, the the time of them being able to sit back on their haunches and say, "We are the longest, you know, emissions and tack tuning company for yeah. custom tuning." Being able to sit back on that, the time is running out on that. Yeah. There are other companies coming in hard that are, like, spitting hot heat. I see the diner seats that, that Corey Willis is doing right now. Um, and, and it's not to say that he's not there now. He may very well have tunes that are way better than Calibrated <laughs> Powers, but the staying power, that Calibrated Power, the tracker they have right now, that's there. Yeah. So between the two, I think you're going to be happy with both. My biggest piece of advice, just don't buy a shitty tuner. Yeah. Okay? Don't. Here, here's yeah. what I feel like that happens um you know because it's a great question i'm sure you probably asked not only us but maybe your buddies that have trucks too mm -hmm. um and that's where the problem lies sometimes because sometimes your buddy you know you gotta you got there's always that one guy it's like oh i got don't buy that i got a guy yeah. i got a guy just as good and it's half the price 
and it's just as good. <clears throat> Cash here's what, only. Here's what happens. Okay. You get the tuning. Put it in the truck. You might be pretty happy with it. Well, hey, it's running pretty damn good. This is feeling good. I like it. That's I got a way better deal. I'm feeling good about this. Two weeks later, <laughs> okay, issue arises. Oh man, what the hell's going on? I just put this tuning in, and now I have this check engine light, and I've got this issue. I'm gonna. I got. I guess I gotta call. You know the guy I got it from. Ring, ring, ring. Or this caller has now been disconnected. Yeah. Or connect, <laughs> connect <laughs> yeah. to technician. Yeah. And, no, nothing there. Nobody nothing there. there for a dialogue. Yeah. Nothing there on EasyLink. Like, yeah. not, like, what's going on? So now you've got a tuner in your truck that's got you a check engine light, and now you can't get a hold of the guy that built the tuning for you. Uh, and then come to find out through the grapevine, you find out that maybe he's no longer in business and he's moved to Florida. I don't know to go hunt gators. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but and now you're stuck with a tuner with a single tuner, whatever you bought that isn't working for your truck. And then you call like us up and then we have to give you the bad, terrible news that we can't do anything with it. And we have to sell you a whole new device. I, I am not exaggerating. I have to. How many times that, does that happen? I break that news probably daily. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Like Ben said, anything that anything that we have on our website. Okay. Is not junk. Okay. We've vetted it. We anything. And that's the that's the kind of the beauty of I guess of, of us here. We're not we're not just looking for uh, you know the money <laughs> now from you and then screw you later. You know we want to ensure that you're happy with the product long term. Little secret: we don't want to have a callback unless it's a good callback. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to hear from you unless it's good. <laughs> yeah. So and we don't say that because we're not here to deal with you know issues that arise. It's like yeah. the. You know, Tyler's been here longer than I have. I've been here for a while. You know, case in point, like we had a guy call in today, literally has not called us in two, two and a half years. And I heard his name mumbled by one of the newer sales guys. And I instantly got up and walked over to the computer and tried to see what he was ordering. Yeah. <laughs> and be- because, and we, we've sold a lot of parts to this guy. And I worked through a lot of issues with this guy on his truck. I yeah. learned a lot working with him about his truck. Like, yeah. It could have potentially gone sour real fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, we like making those relationships and keeping those relationships for a long time. I don't like selling crap. If you call us, we'll give you the real freaking deal. Yeah. Like, I do not want to deal with bad callbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's end of the day. And I'm not saying that we, we are the only source of quality tuning. There are still other companies out there that sell quality tuning. Yeah. The rubric to use is... Are they like known nationwide? And I don't yeah. mean on a forum that one guy in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> Tus- <Yeah. laughs> like one guy in in Oklahoma, Gatlinburg says yes, and <laughs> yeah. then one guy in in like Redford, Oregon says yes, they're good. And you're like, mm. yeah, it- okay, that might be the two literally is tuned. Yeah. So just take that with a grain of salt. Um, if you have questions on that, William, give me a call, man. Uh, I'm happy happy to to help you and walk you through it and whatnot, and we'll, we'll get you set up, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we I know that we're getting ready to wrap this one up. Um, I want to do something that we haven't done in a while. Okay. What rant? Yeah, dude. All right. We've been in a rant in a while. So let me let me because I know that uh, I gotta turn this off real quick here. Um, my quick rant here. People in orange Camaros suck. Oh, fact. Okay. Uh, We're going to find you, by the way. Yeah. I, you have a you have a vehicle. Obviously, the person's not listening. Here's a deal. There's a guy that we're looking for with an orange Camaro Washington plate. Yeah. <laughs> East side of Washington. If you see it, take a pic and send it to us. Any yeah. or any orange. What what body style? It was uh, it's like a, a mid 70s. So not the IROC body style, but not like the body style everybody wants. It's yeah. like the late 70s, like gas. The crisis. shitty one. Yeah. The shitty one that nobody wants. If you see an orange one, take a picture of it and the and 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 send it's, it to us and let us know where you found him. Or maybe just follow him for a little while. <laughs> orange black racing stripes. Yeah. Oh, like the, yo, dude, that's <laughs> how can we we should I be able to know. drive around for a day and find that I, car. Oh. <laughs> um so yeah i had my excursion parked in the parking lot and some guy in an orange camaro decided that he just needed more stuff like my state he wanted my stuff 
So he drove around the parking lot, stopped, busted out my driver's rear rear window, the quarter window that no the one big can one. find, the yeah. big one that only come on excursions, and stole a whole bunch of my snowboarding shit and some tools. Um, <laughs> it's a bummer. I'm I'm upset, but that's not the end of the world. You know, worse things have happened to better people. Um, the part that is kind of a bummer and an extra bummer right now is that glass is like nationwide hard to find because it is the not the normal tint. It is the Ford factory privacy tint with the motor on it. Yeah. Um, so I went through insurance on that one because that and that to replace that through safe. I mean, it was like a grand. Yeah. Like my deductible is like two fifty. Like I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, and they already had to push the appointment back twice on me because they couldn't find the glass. And now it's basically on. Um, they gave me a rental. And, uh, <laughs> it's a uh, <clears throat> hold on a second here. I'm yeah. my throat. I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of back up really, right, like that. I'm, so my the frame. yeah, my, my <laughs> rental is a uh, it's a 2024 fucking Ranger. Four Ranger, man. That's a four Ford Ranger. fucking Ranger, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I got myself a Ford Ranger, <laughs> and uh, I honestly can't see why anybody would buy this, but it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of skews. It's kind of fun. Whatever buy it, but it fits into no category properly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's what I have right now, and it's got a locker, and it gets down. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, man. Yeah. I got okay. Well, um, I, I wasn't planning on t- whatever. Um, I just got back from Vegas. Phew. Just got back from Vegas. I lost a bunch of money, <laughs> but but that's okay. <laughs> I made it back because we had a little little issue with uh, our flight. Yeah. So. And with everything that's going, so that like right now we've got like snowstorms in Texas and in power outages, and everybody's freaking out. So when I was down in Vegas, I'm on. We're on Fremont Street uh, on Saturday, and uh, we're we're chilling at this. I don't I can't remember the name of this bar and grill, but it's super cool. It's it, you sit up uh, above Fremont Street and you kind of look down, and there's like mm-hmm. this bar to like if I'm you know sitting if we're sitting at the bar looking down at Fremont, like to your right there, there's a circular bar that spins. Hmm. it's cool as shit it was it was awesome good food too and uh all of us and it's all open right so there's no glass like you can like you could holler at someone on fremont what's up girl what's up yeah. and uh all of a sudden the wind just starts kicking up and I, we're talking kicking up like palm trees going over mm-hmm. all the trash on fremont street charts starts coming out <laughs> like wind dirt like it's going crazy right and and we're from Washington. I'm from Washington. Me and my wife. So we're just like, whatever. It's a little wind. Like it's wind. <laughs> it's wind, guys. <laughs> whatever. And it starts raining. You know, a little little rain. I'm like whatever. And everybody's like running and hiding and whatnot. All the street performers are hiding, and um, they close the. Uh, it's got like a like glass like slider door thing that just fills it in, right? Well, anyways, we didn't think anything of it, and uh, we are we fool around on Fremont street for a little bit longer. And then we're like, okay, we're going to head back to, we were staying on the strip. And so we're like, Hey, we're, you know, let's get an Uber and we'll, we'll head back. And we get in the Uber. <laughs> I totally actually forgot about this other part that I want to mention, but the Uber driver's like, I've been here for 30 years and I haven't seen wind like that. We're like, really? <laughs> like, what? like, really? It was just like a little wind. <laughs> like it's yeah. not that big of a deal. And then he proceeded to tell us that he was driving, uh, like last week driving, um, at this intersection that so the way fremont street works there's a road that goes through it and there's like cones and people can you know walk across Mm -hmm. anyways he's like yeah the other week i hit a guy here (laughs) like what bro maybe don't say that (laughs) (laughs) you're not giving me confidence right now he's like yeah i just kept driving and this guy i saw him could start running and i i hit him and luckily there was a cop right there and so he saw the whole thing and i didn't get in trouble or anything and i think he was okay but yeah, I hit it. Hit him. It's <laughs> like, oh god, oh god. And so, anyways, we get back to the hotel. We're, you know, we're uh, we're walking. <laughs> I know. Like, and I looked over at my wife. I'm like, he hit a guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this, we're gonna get a freaking car accident. <laughs> and so, we get back to our our hotel. I don't want people to make fun of me at the hotel we were staying at, but we were just, we didn't go there for the hotel. Like we just got a cheap hotel. So we were staying at, um, Excalibur. Hmm. Not a bad hotel. Just kind of basic. It's not like, like Aria or something, you know, (laughs) or like MGM, whatever. 
but it was it was just cheap and like me and me and Cass, we don't really like stay in our hotel room like we wanted to go venture so we're, we just honestly looked up like one that was good like had a good location and it was cheap and it was super cheap it was like 130 bucks or something <laughs> like that it was fine like it, i've stayed in way worse hotels yeah anyways so we get back to our hotel we were doing some stuff and we're like okay let's go gamble a little bit we'll walk around maybe go to you know start going up the strip and just gamble and whatnot we get to so we're in excalibur the next hotel is new york new york mm-hmm. and so we walk over to new york new york and we're you know gambling whatever and uh cass my wife gets this text on her phone it was like our our flights moved we're like ah okay whatever but it was like it moved earlier so we're like oh our flight's at eight now so we have to get up a little bit earlier we'll be home earlier whatever we're cool with that yeah she gets another text message that says hey you need to confirm this flight so she hits confirm and it pulls up like a new window our flight was three days later <laughs> like they moved our flight three days later so we're like now we're like oh crap like we've got dogs at <laughs> home like we don't have people to watch them and like we Work. need to find a hotel like <laughs> i have a job so do you <laughs> like, well we're there with my with my wife's boss yeah well, my we were there with my wife's boss mm-hmm. and so like her work thing was like no big deal but like mm-hmm. i have a job too so it's like <laughs> we need to get back and so luckily my wife's my mother-in-law she we were we called her and we're like hey we're we're her we might be like effed on this like mm-hmm. we don't have to stay here like can you go watch our dogs you know if if need be yeah, no problem. Well, she hops on her iPad and finds a flight Southwest. We were flying Alaska. It like it was uh, taking off at like two. You know, get home at five, and we're like, oh hell yeah! So we run back to the hotel, get on our iPad, and we book the flight. There was only two tickets left. Mm. <laughs> we're like, thank God! And so we just left our other flight. Like whatever. Like we couldn't get a refund on it. So we get get to the airport. I want 300 bucks at the airport. <laughs> but but uh, we get on the plane, get back, whatever. Like we're, we're happy. We're home. Yeah. We had to pay an extra. It was like 350 bucks for this flight that we, you know, we had to eat the other one, whatever. We got home works out. And that, and we had like this snowstorm coming through just like pretty much the rest of the country apparently. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're back at work and it's <laughs> now, it's now Tuesday. So the it's day w- that it's, it's Wednesday. Well, it was, it's Tuesday when I'm yesterday talking to Tuesday. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yesterday, you know, we're we're just normal day. My wife sends me a message, and she goes, "Our flight got canceled." <laughs> I would have still been in Vegas right now, probably panhandling on Fremont Street because <laughs> I would have gambled all my goddamn money. <laughs> so yeah, I was a nice little. You would have been the guy twenty years from now. Yeah, I was here in the windstorm of 2021. I was here in the windstorm. I just stayed because my flight got canceled. I got five stuck times. here and I just had to make do. Yeah. Started miming in the alley. <laughs> started miming. Started, yeah, started being Work, a street Worked performer. my way up. Now I got my own show. I got the, my own circle on Fremont Street. Yeah, Fremont Street. <laughs> Pulled down five figures a year. Yeah. No, Vegas is cool. Um, I guess Fremont, they put a bunch of money into Fremont. I love Fremont Street. Like, if we go back, I'm staying on Fremont. Like, Fremont's cool. I, I thought I thought I I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the strip itself, but it was it was a good time. It was a fun time. Cool. Yeah, that was my freaking. There's a good rant. We haven't had a rant in a long time, mostly you, yeah. because we pretty much made a whole episode called Rambling. It's rant. <laughs> well, I, we normally just started doing them in the beginning, like that was our intro. Yeah. Well, whatever. We, we we have a rambling. We need to do a rambling episode coming yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to leave a review, and if you have questions, put it on YouTube. And I'll get you answers. Thanks yeah. for listening. See you See next ya. week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.